Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Gospel Light Radio Show. I'm your host this evening, Stevie R. Butler from the state of North Carolina, with my co-host, Glenn McMillian from the state of Texas, Courtney Carruthers from the state of Illinois, Steve Corder from the state of Illinois, Dr. Frank Washington from the state of Florida, Clay Phillips from the state of Georgia, Brian Christian Coleman from the state of New Jersey, and Robert Lee Johnson from the state of of Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, we're grateful that you are tuned into our radio broadcast this evening. This radio show is brought to you by loving and faithful members of the Churches of Christ, and we would ask you to take out your Bibles and study along with us. We have a very excited show planned for your spiritual enlightenment and your edification. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. Or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the live show there. You'll find this show on page number two of, I believe it's over 1,700 live shows are on the air on Blog Talk Radio at this hour. And there are 10 shows per page. And ladies and gentlemen, this show is on page number two. Can you believe that? We've been on the first few pages of that website for some time now, I don't know what the criteria is for them doing that, but I just thank God that we're uh, that visible on that website as we are. So I thank God for that. Now, uh, let's see here. Uh, you can also send me an email if you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts on this radio show. My new email address is butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can call Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910 Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ. And if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, get out your Bibles and stay along with us here on the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Now, before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask you to bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, the Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day. 
and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we are prepared now to present a portion of the, your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be with my co-host, Dr. Frank Washington, as he breaks unto our listeners the bread of life. And we ask your prayers upon his family as they continue to support his efforts that he may continue to sow the seed of the kingdom. Father, we pray that you will bless our listeners who are tuning in to this radio show via Blog Talk Radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that, they, that their hearts may be pricked as they consider their eternal stance before you and their soul salvation. And it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, to die such a cruel death on Calvary's cross. We recognize that without such sacrifice, we will not have a hope of eternal life. While even now, we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. For we pray that you will continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives, and that we have been faithful until death. For we pray that you will save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the broadcast. We will have just one speaker on the show this evening, my co-host, Dr. Frank Washington. He serves with the West Broward Church of Christ there in Plantation, Florida, and he will be making this proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We will not have a shout-out question on the show this evening as well. So open up your Bibles now and open your minds, and let's have a great show. After the break, the next voice will be that of my co-host, Dr. Frank Washington. Enjoy the show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Shine from the shore. Shine the light. Yeah, yeah. 
that gospel light Forget his You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my co-host, Dr. Frank Washington, and his subject, When God Hides His Face. Good evening, brothers and sisters. It's been a while since I've spoken to you, and uh, I hope all is well with you and in uh, your daily walk with God. Sooner or later, child of God, every Christian experiences the hiding face of God. And usually the hiding face of God is done through silence. And silence has a language all its own. Some of the hardest things to handle in our lives sometimes are the times in our lives when God seems like he's a million miles away and he's not answering our prayers. Anybody know what I'm talking about? God promised in his word to always be there, but it seems as if he's giving us the silent treatment sometimes. We ask the questions like, where are you, God, when I'm hurt? Or maybe you have a situation in your life right now and you're wondering where God is. Do you feel that God's not helping you? You see what you should see or do you think he's just silent? Well, I just stopped by today to let you know that, uh, again, sooner or later, every one of us as children of God will experience the hiding face of God. But note, When God is silent, he's always up to something. When he's silent, he's always up to something. Now, the hiding face uh, of God is a biblical manner of speaking. It's a biblical manner of speaking of God withdrawing uh, the sense of his presence from us. If you look at Isaiah 45, 15, and it's a biblical phrase, Uh, Truly you are a God who hides himself, O God and Savior of Israel. Uh, Psalms 13 and 1, how long, O Lord, David asked, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Psalms 10 and 1, why, O Lord, do you stand afar off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Psalms 42 and 24, why do you hide your face uh, and forget our misery uh, and oppression? Anybody here been in misery and oppression lately? Well, you may be asking God that question, why are you hiding your face? Well, in a manner of speaking, hiding his face 
expression that describes a feeling, not a reality. It describes a feeling and not a reality. It's subjective, not objective. Subjective means what is felt. Objective means what is fact. So the truth or fact, God never really leaves us. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I uh, have loved you with everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness, Jeremiah 31.3. In Joshua 1.5, he says, no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you. D2820, New Testament. And I surely, I am with you always, uh, even uh, to the very end of uh, the age. So God withdraws his sense, or God withdraws the sense uh, of his presence. He's always with us, whether or not we feel him. The hiding of his face is the apparent withdrawal of his presence. He seems to be gone. We can't, it, it seems as though no matter how much we pray, uh, it, it seems as though he's not answering. You know, we knock on the door and nobody answers. Psalm 77, 6 says it causes us to relive the experience of the psalmist uh, in, 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 his, in his dilemma. Well, why is this subject important? Well, I believe it is the common experience of most Christians at one time or another. We need to know what is relevant, what its relevance is for theology. Is there a coherent theological principle that lies behind God hiding his faith? We'll want to ask, why does God hide his faith? Is it our imagination, or is it uh, a lack of faith, or even is it a deliberate act on God's part as to why uh, he hides his faith? If, if I could give us, give us another topic, it would be, um, what do you do when God doesn't answer? Or what do you do when God goes silent? Well, what is the hiding of God's faith, and what is it like? Let's get into the lesson. In the words of uh, a confession of faith, it is when God withdraws the light of his countenance. It is the opposite of the blessing described in Numbers 6, to 26. Uh, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face, you all know this, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Now, the face of the Lord became a symbol of his smile, approval, or sense of his presence. The face of the Lord or presence of the Lord are sometimes used interchangeably. Sometimes translations make a judgment whether to translate the word prosopon, face, or face is seen in Matthew 6, 16, uh, 17, and 2, and 2 Corinthians 4 and 6. Presence in the, in the New Testament is seen in 2 Thessalonians 1, 9, Hebrews 9, uh, and verse 
number 24. But what is the revealing of God's faith or presence like? Well, when he turns up and is real, when he turns up, when God turns up and when is he real? It's like having Jesus right there with you. It's when uh, he is not only present, but he's doing things. For example, in Luke chapter 5 and verse 17, the power of the Lord was present for him to heal uh, the sick, uh, even when he turns up and is real. Now, when the Holy Spirit's power is real, his power was real at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. When we witness someone being healed, Acts chapter 3 and verse number 1. And then in Acts chapter 4 and verse 31, when his presence is felt after, the Bible says, after they prayed, uh, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And when they were all filled with the Holy Spirit uh, and spoke the word of God boldly with great power, the apostles continued to to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and much grace was upon them all. So when is the revealing of God's face or presence like? Well, when he turns up and it's real. And two, when the Holy Spirit's power power is, the revealing of God's face can happen in many situations. When we worship at church, when worshiping at church, God's face uh, is, is real. During the preaching of God's word, 1 Thessalonians 1, 5. When we're alone at home reading the Bible or praying to God, or when you're sharing the gospel, you feel great liberty. Uh, some people feel great liberty. Some people uh, respond positively uh, to that word of God. And so the hiding of God's faith is when you feel deserted by him. That's what, that's what you and I as human beings understand when the hiding of God's face is. It's when you and I feel that we are being deserted. We are being cast aside. We, you know, we have done something that, uh, you know, has made God angry, and now he's not going to answer us anymore. Or um, it's like, you know, your your husband or your spouse is, is angry with you, and you call them on the cell phone, and they don't answer, and you know where they are. You know they're home. Uh, They just don't answer. Well, let's look at this. The hiding of God's face is when you feel deserted by him. It has been called the midnight of the soul. Uh, All great saints of the church in history has experienced it. Just about everyone listening to me right now has experienced that midnight of the soul when you feel as though you are all alone and God is not listening to what you have to say. Not only is he not listening, God's not even responding to your calamity, to your um, uh, discomfort. It seems as though God has abandoned you. But I stopped by today to tell you that the same God who was real yesterday, the same God who was so real in your life last week, last night, he now seems a thousand miles away today. Just, you know, raise your hand if you understand what I'm talking about. You wonder if you were wrong to have felt him yesterday. 
you know, was I deceived? Was I being tricked? You know, how could God do this? It's as though you were left utterly all by yourself. You were just dropped off on the corner, and you have nobody else to hold your hand. The flesh in us seems to take over at that point. You know, unbelief uh, often sets in at that point. But it comes without warning, these things. You know, a difficult question comes up. Uh, do we prepare new Christians for this or let them discover it for themselves as most of us have had to do? Now, I, this is just a, a sidebar here. When when we when we when 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 preachers and and ministers of God pastors whatever you want to call them when we baptize a new convert please prepare the new convert for the fact that at some point God you will feel as though God has abandoned you I don't think we give them that sense because many times when uh, we, we we when we preach we tell for God will be there always He'll be there to the end of time God will never leave you God will never forsake you but do we prepare the new convert or the new Christian for that difficult question of where is God now I don't see Him and that's a difficult question for them to 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 grasp if we don't teach them so do we prepare new converts or new Christians uh, for this act of God not answering them without a warning? Uh, do we let them, do, or do we let them figure it out for themselves as most of us uh, ourselves have gone through? In Isaiah 45, 15, Isaiah simply paused and said, truly, you are a God who hides himself, O God and Savior of Israel. And basically saying, yeah, you can hide if you want to. I understand it. In Psalms 10, 1, it never comes at a good time. I know that's right. Why do you hide yourself in time of trouble? Well, if only God would warn us in advance, you know, that would be good. If God would warn us in advance, if you were to say, uh, I'm not going to answer you tomorrow, so, you know, don't expect anything to happen. Yeah, I'd be okay with that because then I'd know how to handle myself throughout the day. But if God would warn us in advance, you know, uh, next Tuesday afternoon about 3 o'clock, you're going to notice, uh, Frank and, and, and Stevie, that you won't feel my presence. You will feel I have let you down. You, you, you're also – you're also going to have the the, the the behavior that I will appear not to have kept my word. But no, brothers and sisters, it just happens. It just happens, and it happens suddenly. You're reading your Bible, and your mind starts wandering. You know, you're trying to pray, and your mind is wandering. Uh, you've been filled with such expectancy now you know your future seems you know so far away it, it seems bleak has that happened to anybody here well next topic is god's reason and purpose for hiding his face what is god's reason and purpose for hiding his face well the reason for it number one is he needs no reason of which we are conscious of 
Uh, he just does. He may hide his uh, reasons from us. He, the Bible says, my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So he doesn't have to have a reason. He just does. It, it may not be traceable to any cause of which we are aware of. It may be due to our sins. It, it, Isaiah 59 two says, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that we or he will not hear. It may be due to our sin, maybe. Or uh, if this possibility, or it should, it, it should not surprise us, though, if God hides himself uh, when we've sinned, according to uh, Psalm 66. It should, not, it, should, it should not surprise us if God hides himself when we have sinned. Of this possibility, we have been warned in Second Chronicles 7, 19 to 22. So the reason for it, he doesn't need a reason. God doesn't need a reason uh, for, hiding his, uh, for hiding his face. But the purpose in God for hiding his face is something, uh, another topic of interest. The purpose in God of hiding his face is to show us exactly what we are like. Second uh, Chronicles 32 says, but when... Uh, envoys were sent by the rulers, or envoys were sent by the rulers of Babylon to ask him about the miraculous sign that had occurred in the land. God left him to test him and to know everything that was in his heart. Basically, to show him exactly who he was. Now, a good gauge of what we are like is when God appears to desert us. Let me say that again. A good gauge of what we are like or who we are when God appears to desert us. When we are full of the joy of the Lord, it's because God is with us in power. But is this really what we ourselves are like? When God hides his faith, we discover exactly where we are in our spiritual development. Now, this doesn't mean we're back to square one. That, that's not what's happening. It shows, us, it shows us how far we've progressed before the time uh, of perceived desertion. Now, the Christian life should find us improving all the time, amen? But God doesn't lead us directly from A to Z, but from A to B, B to C so on and so forth. God suddenly deserts us that we may see how far along the way we have come. See, God's sudden hiding his face as an unscheduled but fair examination. Sometimes when, when uh, you are in a situation or in a moment and all of a sudden you don't feel the presence of God, what you what we should be thinking of is how am I right now? You know, I don't feel his presence, but I know he's still near. Is that what you think? Well, when I was in school, there were two two types of tests or two kinds of tests. Uh, those you knew and those that could be set on any given day. You know, those pop quizzes, two tests. Those you knew that were coming, 
and those that could be set by the teacher or the professor on any given day, the pop quiz. God has the right to test us at any time. Let me say that again. God has the right to test us at any time. Now, we may find ourselves deeply ashamed and fail the test. Because we don't, we didn't study. So we may find ourselves deeply ashamed we, and fail the test by murmuring, uh, you know, grumbling, you know, or simply just giving up. You know, we may um, find ourselves sometimes pleasantly surprised by our dignifying the unexpected trial. You know, you, you, you figure it out and you say, okay, I, that, I think that's going to be the right answer. But the hiding of God's face is the essence of chastening or discipline. Which one? The hiding of God's face is the essence of chastening or enforced learning. Let me say it again. Uh, discipline and chastening are enforced learning. Uh, Hebrews 12, 6 says, because the Lord disciplines those he loves. And he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Hebrews twelve eleven says, God enforces learning on us to produce a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Now, all chastening is, to some extent, is characterized by the hiding of God's face. Now, now I think I could endure almost anything as long as I can see God's face and sense his smile of approval and his presence. But adversity sometimes combined with the withdrawal of God's countenance, you know, I, I, for me, that, that's kind of very hard to endure. And maybe I shouldn't have said that, but, you know, I have issues too sometimes where I think God has moved away from me or he's not answering. There are times that I have done that. And I'm not, I'm, and, and I don't want anybody to think that, you know, because I'm presenting this lesson that this doesn't apply to me. This lesson definitely applies to me. Just about every lesson that I teach applies to me because I'm not perfect and I'm still a work in progress. But there are times where adversity uh, combined with the, withdraw, with the withdrawal of God's countenance, it's very hard to endure sometimes. But I know God is with me and I know God. Uh, would never leave me. But what makes chastening uh, uh, is God's absence? What makes chastening chastening is God's absence? That's what makes it. We sense we have displeased God. We are tempted to unbelief, and we are tempted to question God's word. That's what makes chastening is God's absence. That's what happens. We sense that we have displeased him. That's why we think that God is absent. Uh, we think or we believe that there has, we've tempted, you know, we've been tempted to unbelief. Therefore, God has now, you know, gone away. Or, or we are tempted to question God's word. We, we question what his word says. And so we feel that you know, God is now not going to listen to us anymore. But God's not like that. 
And I'm so thankful that God is not like that. You know, God's not like, you know, human beings. You know, you say something or you, know, you question your parents or you um, you question or your wife questions you or your spouse questions you and, and, and you walk off and, you know, don't want to talk to them anymore. No, that's – I'm glad – I am so glad that God isn't like that. You know, we may be like that sometimes. We may act up that way sometimes. But I am so very thankful, brothers and sisters, that God is definitely – uh, definitely not uh, that way. So our next one is our, our responsibility. What is our responsibility uh, when God hides? When God hides His face? Well, number one, uh, we are to not give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. This is what the devil wants. This is when we are most vulnerable, because the devil knows that we're giving up. So our responsibility when God hides his face or when God goes silent is to not give up. For some of us, for some situations, it's easier said than done. But I'll get to your answer on that one in just a few minutes. But our responsibility when God hides his face is to not give up because that's when we become most vulnerable to God's, I mean, to the devil's uh, you know, wiles or the devil's ways of doing things. Uh, the devil will almost certainly show up at the time that God that we that we feel God hides Himself from us. The devil knows, and this is when we must do two things. In James chapter four, verse seven, check it. We should we should submit ourselves to God and resist the devil. That's your answer. That's your answer. We must do two things, submit ourselves to God and resist the devil. So our responsibility when God hides his face, number one, is to what? Not to give up. Right. Number two is to seek God's face more than ever. If we are, if if we feel as though God has gone silent on us, and God does not answer us, when we have that feeling, we start, you know, sulking, and uh, we show how pitiful we are. Uh, but if we sulk when God hides Himself, when we show how pitiful, uh, pitifully low we uh, are already, this means we have failed the test. When we start soaking, oh, the Lord done left me. Oh, I don't feel the Lord's presence. Oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Somebody help me. Well, this means, my brothers and sisters, that you have failed the test. Some, sadly, never move beyond this. They never move beyond it. They stay in that perpetual, pitiful state for the rest of their lives or until something happens. But if we seek God's face more than ever, we will be doing exactly what God wanted in the first place. Amen? Because God only chastises those that he loves. He only chastises children that he loves. Now, if you don't chastise your child, then, you know, just give me a call and, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, but your child or your children should be chastised. They should be they should be punished, but punished in love. There's one way. There's there's one thing of 
chastising your child out of anger, and sometimes that child never overcomes that, and they get old enough to know when it is. And then there's another where a child, when we chastise our children out of love, that's the that, that's the, the the love that God gives to, or shows to us, not out of anger. When you show a child, when you chastise or spank a child out of anger, that child eventually will probably end up doing the same thing to somebody else and getting in a whole lot of trouble. But I don't want to get into that. That's another topic altogether. But God only chastises his children because he loves us. And it's to see how much we love him. If you still got your pen, write John 21, 15 through 17. Track that, and I'm sure this is going to answer a lot of your questions. So his purpose is to see how much we love now, one of the other points is, the third point is, a lot of people that uh, who feel that God has uh, not answered or God has gone silent or he has turned his face, uh, a lot of people try fasting. Uh, I know that, that fasting is not one of the topics uh, in the COC, but, you know, it, that, that's okay too. But the reason for fasting in this situation is to get God's attention. Uh, his total attention. And fasting may be the next step forward uh, for anyone who's experiencing the hiding face of God. You know, fast. You know, tune out everything. Tune out everything. Uh, Tune out all the media, all the technology, all the phones. Tune out everything and just simply give, you know, an hour, two hours a day um, to only talking to God because he is, He's there. His presence is there. He's not far away. He's there, but he's up to something. So fasting uh, may be a next step forward for you um, when you are experiencing the hiding, you know, the hiding place of God. Um, the next step is to discover whether there is sin that needs to be dealt with. Uh, the sin connected with God's hiding face, uh, the hiding of his face, is of two kinds. One, in Isaiah 59, 2, the sin that caused him to hide his face in the first place. And then 1 John 1, 8, the sin in us that needs to resurface, that we uh, will see it clearly and deal with it. A lot of us have not dealt with a lot of the sin that we have done, and we need to deal with it. Amen. Enough of that. Because there are there also exists the possibility that God hide his, hides his face, not necessarily because of our sin, but to affirm that we are walking in the light. Therefore, uh, the hiding of God's face need not be connected uh, with sin, but God may uh, uh, nonetheless test us. He may nonetheless test us because the Lord leading us to test us may produce, uh, may produce some positive, uh, positive results. Now, the hiding of God's face temporary. The hiding of God's face is temporary. It is never a long process. It's temporary. And this is the principle that we have to hang on to. The hiding of God's face, my friends, is temporary. In Psalm 103 in verse 8, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not 
always accused, nor will be harbor his anger forever. Now, when we have a serious illness, we tend to think uh, at the time that it will never end. Or we find ourselves in a crisis, you may think that, oh, this will never end. If we find ourselves broke, we think that, oh, this will never end. I can't make ends meet. Well, I, I stop by to tell you that you know, if you have God on your side, that's only temporary. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But when we have serious illness and crisis, we tend to think that the time that it will never end. So with the hiding of God's faith, it seems at the time as if it will last forever. My friend, listen, according to Psalm 103.13, it won't last forever. Listen to what the psalmist says. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. God knows how much we can bear. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has seized you except, that is that, except what is common to man. And God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can hear or what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. He's always there. Always there. So the Lord is compassionate and gracious to slow anger, abounding in love. And number two, there's a built-in time limit to every trial. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah. There's a built-in time limit to every trial. Every trial is predestined. No trial for a child of God lasts forever. Watch this, 1 Thessalonians 3.3. 3. So that no one would be unsettled by these trials, you know quite well that we were sent forth. It doesn't last. Philippians 1.29, uh, the Bible says, For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ that not only to believe on him, but to also suffer for him. Ephesians 3.13, the end of every trial is predestined. I ask you, therefore, the Bible says, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. No discipline, Hebrews 12.11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, here we go. It's not forever. Later on, however, it produces the harvest of righteousness and peace for those uh, who have been trained uh, trained by it. And so the hiding face of God often coincides uh, with what Richard Buse calls the in-between times. Richard Buse, B-E-W-E-S, calls the in-between times. It's the times uh, here would refer to the seeing of God's face when things are happening, uh, when the Lord turns up. The between the times is often where life is most of life is between the times. This reveals the stuff we're made of. This is where real progress takes place. Uh, the hiding of God's face, so it's frequently, it takes place between the times. It's when nothing seems to be happening. Sometimes a several uh, severe trial occurs as well, but that's just in the between times. But there comes a time. 
there come times, <clears throat> that blessed time, when God rolls up his sleeves and shows what he's doing. It's when God shows his muscles, so to speak. The Lord will lay bare, according to Isaiah 52, he says, The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of it will see the salvation of our God. Amen. God looks down on his people. God looks down on you and me when we go through things. And he says, enough is enough. In Exodus 3, 7, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Israel. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. And so God knows when enough is enough, but it's a learning process for the child of God. In Isaiah 54, 8, the Bible says, In a surge of anger, I will hide my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you. And that says, the Lord, your Redeemer. Amen. So, in a moment, God can change everything. In a moment, he changes everything. In Psalm 30, he says, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping away remain for a night. But y'all know this. Hallelujah. But rejoicing or joy comes in the morning. So if you can last the night, you have joy coming in the morning. You, it, it may be tearing you up inside at night, but in the morning, hallelujah, rejoicing will come. In Psalms 126 and 5, those who the Bible says those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He uh, who goes out weeping, carrying seeds of sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Usually, he usually does this as suddenly as the initial hiding of his face was. Now, he doesn't give a warning when he hides his face. God does not give you a warning when he hides his face. You could be faithful. You could be uh, doing everything right, and God is helping you here. He's answering prayers there. He's opening doors here. He's, you know, financially helping you there. He's, 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 he's providing for you. He's protecting you. He usually does this, but, but when God is getting ready to hide his face, he doesn't give you a warning when he hides his face. He just does it. And this is often the case. When he intervenes, when God intervenes, he just does it. It's like the second coming. It just will come suddenly. No one knows the day or the hour which the, which the sun is going to come back. He just does. It's just, it's just going to happen. And so the end of the trials, often sudden, without notice, and all over before we can really, uh, we can really take it in. So. In what state, God, will we be found when the trial ends, when God is done hiding his face and being silent and not answering me? In what state will we be found or will I be found 
when my trials and crises and situations end? Will it end when we're praising God, defying him, and not doubting him? Or will it end when we are grumbling and questioning and finding fault? The beginning of the hiding face, or the hiding of God's face, is a severe test, brothers and sisters. But the end of the hiding of God's face is an even greater test. Let me give the lesson to you. When God hides his face from you and I, that person or we experience one of the darkest times possible. Without warning, the sense of God's presence is removed. Although for many passages in the Bible, we are sure that the reality is different. He never leaves us. But sometimes the hiding of God's face is like to being a sheep. But that's a time when equally it is God at work to get us to stir up ourselves instead. Now, such a time is a time of testing uh, to make us aware of our sin or to Gauge how deep our love is for God. Because God uses the experience to train us, to trust us, or to trust him, and to deepen our faith, never to, you know, be a a million miles away in, in anger. But God uses the experience of silence. As I said in the beginning, silence has a language all its own. God uses the experience of silence. God uses the experiences or the experience of not answering us or or being silent to us to train us to trust him and to deepen our faith in him. Now, Jesus mirrored the Father's tendency to hide his face during the 40-day period after his resurrection, and the disciples never knew when Jesus would turn up. He was apparently absent more than he was present. But I'm so glad that we know uh, that Jesus rose and he is with us even uh, today. I hope this lesson helped you all today. I hope it didn't talk too much or too long. But I hope this lesson helped us to understand that when God goes silent, when God is silent, he's always up to something. He's never far away. He's still there. It is a test to test our faith, to test your faith, to test my faith, to train me, to train you, to trust him. Always trust him and deepen our faith. That's the reason. So don't get angry. Don't get discouraged when, you know, things are going well. All of a sudden, nothing. You know, it's almost as though you're praying you know, to to the floor. You don't hear him. You don't feel him. You don't you don't sense his presence. Don't worry. It's a test, and that test won't last long. But it's 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 a test that he wants you and I to learn to trust him, and to deepen our faith in him. Lesson help someone today, and I mean tonight. And I hope you go away feeling that God is always on your side. And he will never leave you, uh, and nor will he forsake you. Stay in God's grip. God bless.
You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. It ain't easy. No. Sometimes it gets hard down here, Lord. Sometimes it gets rough. So rough, so rough. Sometimes it gets tough for me. Has anybody been lonely all by yourself? Has anybody been sad, broken hearted and sad? Have you even been dead? You had to cry all night long. Gonna say 
Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific needs. It's an exciting time for your congregation, and what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. Stephen B's Media Production presents. We're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. Telephone number to the live show is 713-955-0508. Or you can go to the website, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash gospel light radio show. On Tuesday evening, I'm hosting a live show, What a Work in the Lord radio show, at six, from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. The second Tuesday of the month, we'll be having a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ. We'll be making that proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Also, during that show, we have the Community Corner segment, and that segment is designed for small business owners and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our community. I have three co-hosts on that show uh, Lou Gilbert, he serves as the evangelist for the Overbrook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And Isa Mullins, he serves with the Church of Christ there in Cary, North Carolina. And every fourth Tuesday of the month from at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, my co-host Kelly Fletcher, she serves with the Livingstone Church of Christ there in Indianapolis, Indiana. She'll be hosting the Kelly Fletcher show and then on Thursday evening each week from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and I have eight co-hosts on this live show the Gospel Light Radio Show and each week I have two of my co-hosts on the air with me sometimes we have two sometimes we have one like we did today things are happening so we just have to be flexible with these radio shows, but I, my co-host, Dr. Washington, did a great job tonight. He, I see he can carry this show all by himself. He did a great job. He always does a great job on this broadcast. And we also are taking social questions from my social media platform on Facebook called Shout It Out. We'll be posing one of those questions to my co-host. One of my co-hosts was ill this week. That's why he's not on the air. We're not doing a shout out question on tonight's broadcast. And then on Friday night from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'm hosting the live show, Stevie B, Acapella Gospel Music Blast. And that show, we're playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, the sweet sounds of voices. On that show, I'm, uh, yeah, we're debuting new music and featuring old music. We're interviewing artists, uh, producers, comedians, etc. On that broadcast as well. And every third Friday of the month, I'm hosting a live show, uh, doing a top 20 countdown show. And I'm also going to have my own demand episodes. If you have not, cannot listen to any of these live shows, go to my Blog Talk Radio website to listen to the live shows there. You can always go to the various platforms where you're getting your favorite podcasts from Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple iTunes, YouTube, just to name a few and listen to those on-demand episodes. There are over 700 episodes on those platforms. All right? And also have recorded version shows. Those were shows that I did, album debut shows. A lot of those shows, album debuts, and you can listen to those shows on iHeartRadio, on Deezer, and also on Amazon 
music, just search for Stevie B's recorded version shows. And we want to thank all of our sponsors who are sponsoring these radio shows. If you want to be a sponsor, contact my sponsorship manager, Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale. Her telephone number is 954-687-4705. The three E's of Stevie B's Beauty Production is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate. We want to edify. We want to encourage you in a study of God's Word. And that will conclude my program announcements. You're listening to the Gospel Live radio show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Thinking about what you've done for me in my life, I just want to say what you really mean to me. You're my everything, my joy and peace. You're the reason why I sing. Lord, I don't deserve anything you give me, so I just gotta say thank you. What's nice for your love and grace, so I just gotta tell you this. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in to our radio broadcast, and we certainly appreciate those who have been following our radio show on Blog Talk Radio. 
and on social media as well. I want to thank my co-host, Dr. Frank Washington, for his subject, When God Hides His Face. Uh, Dr. Frank Washington always does a great job of presenting uh, the Word of God on this broadcast, and I really do appreciate the efforts, not only him, but of all the preachers that we have on this show each week. I certainly appreciate them for the things that they're doing here to share God's Word. Ladies and gentlemen, you it's just, we're just thrilled to be able to bring you a weekly broadcast. Is our prayer that the lessons that were given on this radio show have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you not only tune in this radio show, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's word. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler, and I want to say on behalf of all of my co-hosts here on the Gospel Light Radio Show, we really do appreciate your love and support for these broadcasts. Good night, everybody. I'm Stevie R. Butler. On behalf of all of my co-hosts, good night. From the Gospel Light Radio Show. God bless you. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. I went to a funeral of a friend of mine. My old friends were standing around with tears in their eyes. I thought, what could I say to take away some of their pain? I stepped out of that funeral home. I wrote this refrain. It goes, a whole lot of life gone by. So you need to give Jesus a try. You'll find yourself walking in the light. Everything gonna be alright Don't you know that the devil gonna tell you that lie That you can live any way that you like And since we know we gonna die You need to give Jesus a try Tell me
I'm looking up to the heavens, that's where my blessings come from. And I'm saying to myself, I know a change gon' come. He deliver a smile when I'm going through the pain. He deliver the sun on my journey through the rain. Close your mouth and open your ears. Keep in your faith in God. Ain't no need for the fear. I know the devil gonna test and give Jesus a try. The closest we stand to Jesus, that's how we don't fly. Listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. You've been listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show, episode 278. And if you miss me from singing, singing, and you can't find me nowhere, nowhere. come on up to glory. glory. I'll be singing the best. Yes, I will. And I know the Lord, He will grieve me over yonder, over on the other shore. The glory. glory, I'll be praising the best. I'll be praising the best. Hey, Mr. Sanctity, I'll be
Come on up to glory. I'll be praising up there. listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.